0: You are listening to episode 51 of the Body You Crave podcast, the one where we talk about how to reboot your summer weight loss process without sacrificing holidays, vacations, parties, or events. I'm Master at Life and Weight Loss coach, Jillian Lama, and you're listening to the Body You Crave podcast, where you'll learn how to end emotional eating, lose excess weight, and feel amazing in your body. No cheating required. Keep listening, and I'll show you how. Hey, hey, welcome back. All right, so today's podcast, and most likely next week's, is going to be all about how do we lose weight in the summer without feeling like we're missing out on life, without feeling like we're restricting and depriving ourselves of our favorite foods and our favorite events. Holidays, barbecues, parties, anniversaries, birthdays, vacation, travel, eating out. We have so many thoughts about what it takes and what's required in order for us to lose weight. And sometimes we think about it from these these strict dichotomies of, well, I can't lose weight because of all of these circumstances going on in life. I want to teach you how to make it easy on yourself to lose weight this summer. We don't have to sacrifice anything for weight loss. I think that has been one of the biggest core themes that I have talked about over the last year with this show is that we don't have to sacrifice anything for weight loss and you don't have to sacrifice weight loss to enjoy the summer or enjoying the summer for weight loss. You can do both together at the same time. Most people have really negative connotations around weight loss. We have a lot of thoughts about it's hard. You have to suffer. You have to be hungry all the time. You must give up all your favorite foods or die trying. And you certainly can't eat out or travel or go on vacation or on a cruise or go to the beach or eat a donut. And naturally, these same thoughts get applied now to the summer months. So again, it's I have to be careful of what I eat and I maybe shouldn't go to that barbecue because I don't want to be tempted by all those, quote, bad foods. And we get so hung up on what we can and can't do and how we want to live our lives that we don't look at how do we make it work for us. And it's simply because we have rules that we keep trying to apply to our life that just don't fit. And we keep trying to change the circumstance to lose weight or to keep losing weight instead of looking at how do I change how I'm thinking about this circumstance? How do I remove the obstacle? How do I make this not a problem? You don't have to give up what you love and enjoy in order to be successful. I think that's a key theme that I have been learning and exploring this year, not just with weight loss, but in life in general. We can keep the things that we love. We can keep the things that we enjoy. And we can still create the success that we want for our lives and in all of these different areas. Giving up things in order to succeed is not going to be sustainable. Even if you do see a temporary drop in the scales, it's never going to last because you're not going to want to stick with it long term. If you can't do it for the rest of your life without hating your life, it's not going to feel doable and sustainable. And this is where we end up in these yo-yo patterns and cycles of a roller coaster up and down with our weight. But there are a couple of things that you do have to give up in order to lose weight, and especially to lose weight over the summer. So I do want to talk for a minute about that. Now, I'm not talking about giving up sugar or carbs or family vacations I'm not talking about giving up holidays, barbecues, all those things. We need to start to give up eating for comfort or eating for pleasure instead of eating for true hunger. Eating to distract yourself from uncomfortable emotions. Things like boredom, loneliness, disappointment, rejection, regret. How often do you find yourself emotionally eating? How often do you find yourself with this thought and this premise of food makes me feel better. Food will make this situation better. So that's one area that we can start to look at. How can I give up eating for comfort instead of true hunger? We can give up some of our excuses and justifications to keep eating. Things like, a little more won't hurt. I deserve it. I'm on vacation. Everyone else is eating. This will make this time more enjoyable. Oh, they got this just for me. I don't want to hurt their feelings. We can have a lot of excuses and justifications around weight loss as a whole and our own ability to lose weight. So you might even have some thoughts as to why you personally can't lose weight. Your hormones, your metabolism, your age, the genetics, all the things, right? We have so many ideas around the obstacles and the challenges for our own bodies to be able to lose weight. Those are going to be some things that you're going to want to give up. Can you truly let go of that? Can you truly step into believing that regardless of your age, you can still lose the weight and keep it off. Or are you going to keep going back to all those people who have said, "Yep, it's harder in your 50s. It's harder in your 40s. It's harder in these times. Are you just going to keep believing them? Because that's just somebody's thought. Does that thought serve you or does it hinder you? Is that something that you want to keep believing? These are all optional some other things that you're going to want to give up in order to be successful will be things like body criticism, nitpicking, pointing out all your flaws and how you're not good enough, thin enough, pretty enough. This is a big one. And this starts and it goes one step at a time. We take it one day at a time, one simple new thought at a time. Every time we pass by the mirror, we start to change that conversation. That's how we start to create the success. We've got to give up. Hating ourselves thin, the blame, shame, and judgment, especially when you binge or overeat. There are some things that we want to give up in order to be successful with weight loss, but it has nothing to do with the food. It has everything to do with why you're reaching for it, why you're eating it, your relationship with yourself. That's what we really wanna hone in on. We wanna use today's episode to really give yourself permission to do it your own way. In the past, you've likely restricted your favorite foods and then use the vacation to eat your face off. You didn't gain weight because you were on vacation. You didn't gain weight because you ate out at a restaurant. These are all just circumstances. You gained weight because you used your vacation or this night out at a restaurant as an excuse to overeat or overdrink, which means that you just had permission-giving thoughts. That's it. It's very simple. We just had some permission-giving thoughts allowing ourselves to eat. And I mentioned some of these earlier, but we can have them around vacation too. Things like, this tastes so good. I'm having so much fun. Screw it, I'm on vacation. I only get this once a year, or I don't know when I'm gonna have this again. We might have thoughts around, oh, just one more. I'll just have one more drink, just one more bite. Or everyone else is eating or drinking or having dessert. I should too, I don't wanna be left out. We wanna bring awareness to how we've done things in the past. This is the old you. Doesn't have to be how you spend this summer, but that's the real reason why you were challenged with weight loss. This is the real reason why you weren't successful, is because you had thoughts that didn't serve you. You had permission giving thoughts to eat before you were hungry or to eat beyond the point of being satisfied. You had past experience restricting and trying to cut out and deprive yourself of your favorite foods that you were looking for these special occasions to say, screw it, to use it as an excuse of, well, it's a holiday, so now I get to eat whatever I want. Instead of, no, you can eat whatever you want whenever you want at any time. So when we decrease the restriction, we will naturally decrease the overeating and the binging because we are not making it a restricted forbidden food. That's the relationship that we have to change. We're going to change our relationship with summer and our thoughts and expectations around weight loss in summer. But we also have to get back to really what is that relationship with food that we currently have? What do we want it to look like? I'd speak to so many people who tell me that they just don't want to be obsessed with food anymore. They want to stop thinking about food all the time and always be thinking about when they're going to eat next or always be looking at the food that's in the house or staring at the food that's on the buffet table. They don't want to feel so consumed with it. And there's a couple of different approaches that we're going to take in order to solve that. But that is the number one thing is to focus on living your life Instead of focusing on the food, that's the biggest point is we want to make your life now the highlight. We want to look at how can you create more fun and adventure and joy and pleasure instead of looking for it in food and having food be the primary source of that for you. You've got to have permission to do it your own way. Okay, we're going to break all the diet rules. We're going to throw them all out the window and you're going to eat food that you actually enjoy year round. (laughs) All right, just because your friend gave up sugar doesn't mean you have to. Just because your friend lost 50 pounds on keto doesn't mean you have to follow that. We want to recognize what works and what doesn't work for you. And what likely is the case is that all these other diets where you've lost the weight and then gained it back, I want to offer that those never actually worked. Because what it means for something to work is you lose the weight and you never gain it back again. So if you have ever regained the weight, we need to start telling ourselves this didn't work. We tell ourselves, well, it worked for a time. It worked while I was following it, but it did not work for you and your lifestyle because you could not follow it for the rest of your life. Okay, so we just want to be really honest with ourselves and start to tell ourselves a new story about this. This just didn't work for me. I could not make this a full lifestyle like I thought. Because most people who talk about making your diet a lifestyle means that you do the diet for the rest of your life. That's what they're saying. And for most people, that's not realistic. It's not sustainable. Some people can do keto for the rest of their lives. Some people can be vegan for the rest of their lives, and they can lose weight and keep it off. But if that doesn't work for you and your body, that's okay. Let's find something that does. Which means we need to break these rules, we need to get out of these habits, and we need to start doing what feels good for you. I had a health coach in 2016 tell me that I should stop drinking my mochas and I should drink black coffee with maybe some unsweetened coconut or almond milk, but something that was very plain. And I remember thinking, okay, yeah, I can get on board and try this. And there was this other part of me that was also like, you've got to be kidding me. There is no way I'm giving up my mocha. This really isn't even that bad. And so I had a lot of thoughts around it and I thought it was something that I could do. And I really did not want to. I was not in a point where I wanted to give that up because that's what it felt like. It felt like a sacrifice. And I was at a point after chronic dieting that I was like, I just don't want to keep sacrificing. I can't do it mentally, emotionally. I can't do it. I'm not going there. (laughs) And so I kept it. And it was about a year later when I had started cutting back on how much hot cocoa powder I was using, the different sweeteners that I was using in it. And I just started to make some little tweaks, trying to make it a little bit better, a little bit better. And then I went on vacation. I think that was actually for one of my sister's weddings. And so I went out to California for a week or two and it was much easier to travel and not have to worry about my sweeteners and hot cocoa and cashew milk and all my fixings. So I just started drinking black coffee in the morning. This lasted, I don't think it was the full two weeks, but it was around that time. I remember I flew back across the country, went back to DC. And I was thinking to myself, huh, I switched to black coffee. Do I just want to keep drinking black coffee? And then I quickly told myself, no, (laughs) no, I do not. I, I still want my mochas. And there was this thought around, nope, I still want this. I still want this in the morning. So I said, okay, And I continued to drink them. And I started to cut back a little more on how much cream, how much sweetener, how much cocoa powder. I switched from the hot chocolate packets to add to my coffee. And I started using just unsweetened cocoa powder. I was looking at where can I level up just a little bit until I was ready to just drink black coffee in the morning. And that was it. I was ready. Nobody was taking this away from me. Nobody was forcing me. I got to the point where I was ready to make this switch, and it has stuck ever since then. I've been drinking black coffee in the morning, and I'll still have um, a decaf mocha in the afternoon, most days. Not all the time, but I still keep it there as like an option. If I want it, I can have it in the afternoon. and like, it's fine. For me, that feels really good. I was the one who was deciding to make that change. Nobody was telling me what I could and couldn't eat or what I couldn't drink. I was deciding. I was looking at what is in my best interest. How do I feel better about what I'm doing? This is really important as you start to look at how to give yourself permission to find your own way and to do it your own way, to eat foods and to drink beverages that you actually like and enjoy, and giving yourself permission to keep the ones that you like, even if it doesn't fit certain diet rules, and give yourself the permission to take this in your own time and to be on your own journey. Now, just because you do things one way doesn't mean that everybody else in your household is going to do them that same way too. And so it's giving everybody permission to be on their own journey. I think of scheduling oftentimes when I think about planning food and what we're eating and think of planning time and how we're spending our days and like time management. And it's really interesting because one of my best friends, she loves time blocking her calendar and she knows like, all right, these days, these are the things that I want to be doing and here's what I'm working on. And she feels very systematic. And to me, I see it as a strict calendar of, all right, I'm going to block all this out and now I'm going to guard this time fiercely. And that works for her. And she feels more productive and clear and focused. She loves that. I, on the other hand, don't time block. That just does not work for me. I understand when I'm going to be working on my business, when I'm doing these other things, But when it comes to what I'm actually doing in these hours, I really like planning my top one to three priorities for each day. I look at, all right, what's important, what needs to get done. And on the the weeks when I might be feeling more overwhelmed or feel like there's a lot to get done, I'll look across the week and start to put things in to where they could go. All right, I know this is due on Wednesday, so I'm going to work on this on Tuesday. Or I know I've got this thing on Thursday, so I'm going to put this task over here on Monday. And I can start to kind of space things out and it helps to settle my brain down to where I still only have one to three priorities each day, but now it's a week at a glance. Some days I'll do that. Most of the time, it's day to day. I'm not planning out my full week. I'm just looking at what are the important things to get done today. And that feels really good. That feels really easy. There is some planning, but it feels more flexible. It feels easier. And I also look at how much time do I even have available? And this is kind of a tangent into time, but we have to be clear on, all right, if I have a four hour block to work and I have four client calls, then I need to be aware and mindful of what I'm planning to get done. What are my top three tasks? And maybe I only have a top one for that day because I know. Hey, I'm going to be in back-to-back calls, and that's the core working time, which means especially if Zach is traveling or he's working late or other times where I'm just with Caleb more often, I just have to be realistic about what's going on. The same thing and the same approach applies to our food. We want to be mindful about how we're planning our time, just we're mindful about how we're planning food or how we're planning our health habits. This is all just to give you permission to find your own way. I tried. For over a year. I tried before Caleb was born. I tried after Caleb was born. I tried time blocking. I really did. To me, that feels like a very restrictive diet. It feels very hard. I don't like it. Giving yourself permission to try things and to have them not work and be okay with it and to find another way, to look for another way, and to recognize when you keep trying to do the same thing over and over again, thinking I just need to try harder. Cause it was the same thing with food that I was doing then with my time just a couple years later. I'd be like, all right, I just need to stick with this. I just need to try harder. I just really need to get serious. I need to commit more. I need to guard this calendar fiercely, just like I would need to guard these foods fiercely around what I couldn't eat. It just didn't feel right. Some people love it. So when it comes now to planning food and when we look at health and habits and what do we want to do over the summer, some of you might really enjoy planning out exactly what you're going to eat at each meal or at each snack. You might feel really good about having clearly defined lines around certain things. For others, you might be a little bit more like me, where you tend to need a more flexible or relaxed plan. I've come up with this concept called express planning. And this is a new thing that I'm introducing here (laughs) that I'm starting to introduce to clients. Because express planning is going to help set the intention each day. It's going to help give my brain somewhere to focus and what to look at and where to still be mindful. I designed it really for summers, for vacations, for holidays, for when you're at the beach or vacationing. And you want to be mindful and aware. You don't want to just throw in the towel and be like, screw it, it's vacation, whatever. But you also don't want to spend a lot of time and energy worried and obsessed about what you can and can't eat or how you have to go work out or burn this many calories. So it's designed to work really well during the summer, which is why I'm introducing it now. Because sometimes we just need a little reboot which means we need to try things a little bit differently. We need to put our own spin on what we're learning. So for express planning, the first thing we want to identify is what is the minimum baseline that gives us our sidewalks. And we have freedom to drive in between these sidewalks, but it's just giving us a little bit of perspective. So you might look at, I want to eat one fruit or veggie at lunch and at dinner. Maybe you're going on vacation. You don't know exactly where you're going to be. And so you're like, hey, every day I know I can always have a salad at lunch or at dinner. Or I know I can always get in some kind of fruit or a vegetable at every meal. Or I don't eat or I don't drink after 8 p.m. It might be I can have one sweet treat per day. We want to look at what's that minimum baseline. And we can start to look at what are the improvements that you want to make. What might be my minimum baseline is I'm really going to focus on hunger and satiety. To where it's not really going to matter what I'm eating. It doesn't matter where we are. I'm just going to really focus on am I hungry. You might drink eight ounces of water and wait 15 minutes when you first feel hungry and then see, okay, am I really hungry? If you are, let's go eat. And if you're not, then let's stay at the beach. Let's keep doing our hike or let's keep doing these things. You might have some kind of general rules around if I order an appetizer, then I'm going to split a meal. Or maybe I do fries once a day. And then for my other meal, I'm going to make sure I do a veggie or a side salad. So we can look at what's really worth it for you. Would you rather have an appetizer or dessert? Would you rather have an ice cream or a donut? We can start to look at what's really worth it to us. Where can I start to make some 1% improvements? Where can I get just a little bit better? And we can look at what are your non-negotiables? These are just some different ways of looking at these questions. For me, even when we're on vacation, I still like to move my body. It typically looks like a walk. A lot of times it means bringing Caleb. (laughs) That's okay. Some days it's a walk on the beach. Some days it's a walk with the stroller. We can look at things like water and sleep. You might have a non-negotiable of every night, even on vacation. I want to make sure I'm in bed by midnight. You might have a non-negotiable of, hey, no matter what, I still get in my water. I bring my water bottle with me everywhere. It does not have to take over your life. It doesn't have to take over your vacation. It's not as hard and as dramatic as we want to make it out. We want to look at how do we make this simple, easy to implement, easy to remember to do. How can you set yourself up for success this summer? It does not have to be so hard. The hard part is being aware of all of our permission-giving thoughts, to eat when we're not hungry and to overeat. When we look at summer, we want to look at how do we make this easier on ourselves. So express planning works for me. This is typically what I am doing and I'm just packaging it in a way and adding on a label. This is what we're going to call it now. But you're going to eat the food that you love year-round so that it's not such this special treat. We're not so obsessed and focused on food that you never, ever get to eat any other time because you can have it the next day and the next day and the next day. We decrease the binging and the overeating because we are decreasing restriction. This is how we get it to work with our summer as a whole, but we have to get started somewhere. If you would like to lose 10 pounds this summer, It's not too late. I know we're in the middle of June and this is something we're going to talk about (laughs) next week around this concept of it's too late to lose weight this year. We are already over halfway into the month of June. That's okay. You can still lose 10 pounds this summer without sacrificing your favorite holidays, traditions, vacations, or anything. Okay, so if that's something that you would like to do and you would like some help, come talk to me and let's create a summer reboot for you. So you can schedule your free consult at www.bodyyoucrave.com forward slash schedule. And I'll help you create this summer roadmap to lose weight without missing out on your favorite things, without missing out on the vacations, without missing out on time with family, with time with your kids, without obsessing about foods that you can and can't eat, what you should and shouldn't do. Oftentimes we throw out the rules on all of our diet rules because it's too complicated to begin with. We don't want to be thinking about it. But let's not waste any more time with that. Let's not spend any more time, any more energy, any more bandwidth on all of these diet rules that somebody just made up. We all like to think that everything is science-backed. There is science and there are studies to prove every single diet out there. Over half of them contradict one another because it depends on the person. It depends on the body. So permission to make it easy to lose weight this summer. Permission to find your own way of doing things. Permission to break the diet rules. to find your own way. That is what this episode is all about. You do not have to sacrifice food in order to lose weight this summer. You do not have to sacrifice holidays and events and parties and barbecues in order to lose weight. You can still have a social life. You can still have lots of fun and lose weight. That is open and available if you want that. And if you'd like some help on making that a reality this year, then I would love to chat. Have a great week. I'll talk to you next time. Here's to creating the life and body you crave. If you like this episode, then you'll love my free virtual workshop